0: It's time, it's time, time time to get in the zone, time to get in the zone with the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian.
1: We are Odyssey's 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. I'm Al with Brian and Zane, and with us today, it's a collab pod, we love to do these, we have the host of the 49ers Rush Podcast. He is, I guess we'll call him the CEO. Ooh of the 49ers rush road trip, which I can't wait to hear about. He is one of those fans. I think, I think if you ask fans who pay attention, like who's a top five Niners fan and not just somebody who's, you know, got the Jersey on, but he's doing stuff for other fans. He's putting tailgates together. I think this guy's name would come up with a lot of them. He is the always positive John Chapman. John, thanks for being here, buddy,
2: man. I I'm honored to be with you guys. Like I'm a big fan of all of you. I mean, we were messaging letter Kenny gifts, Brian, like before this show, I'm yes, feeling sir. it, man. Uh, yes, Let's sir. not hit her, pat her. Let's get at her. Uh, <laughs> glad to be here with you guys.
1: John, I got to ask you before before we start into the Niner stuff, I, I want to hear a little bit about you and, and what you're doing with, with the road trip and the tailgate, because I, I think that's one of the coolest things, man. And it it, it seems like you're setting this stuff up and, and really coordinating it all. So tell, tell us and, and tell our listeners sort of what it's all about and where they can find it.
2: Well, it, it was it all kind of came together like through a weird like it was the Super Bowl trip to Miami. Um, and it was just like, man, there's no way in hell I can put together this trip. I don't have the money. I was a you know high school teacher, whatever else. And, you know, I just went on the show and I was like, here's what I want to do. I want to find a way to get Frank Gore to come hang out with us. I want to rent a <laughs> place on South Beach and I want us to hang out with Frank Gore um if you and i just put this out to the like whatever uh, ethos or whatever and i had like 50 emails of i can't make the trip here's 50 bucks and other people were like dude i'll make the trip i'll pay whatever it takes and it was just really really cool and i was like holy cow i didn't know this existed well we had like 400 people show up frank gore took shots with frank gore hung out with him for like two and a half Amazing. it was incredible um and then covid happened like literally right after that and i was like oh this is what i was going to see if i could continue doing this uh covid finally passes whatever and it's just it's all about getting connected fans together because I always travel to the games by myself my wife works weekends and you know our budget was always limited so I would show up to these cities not knowing anybody before I started the podcast and I would just show up and go to bars and hang out like that's my personality I'm a little bit of a douchebag but <laughs> creating like that <laughs> For fans in Philly, which is not a friendly city, you know, in you know no. different places like that, and so we rent out uh, bars and venues and music halls, and we just fill it up with Niners fans. And so it, it's continued to grow. We do tailgates. We usually do at least two parties at every venue. So, for example, Seattle game, we're getting together Wednesday night. Um, everybody's going to welcome the team planes whenever they land at the airport. Awesome. Then we're going to party, um, which is going to be just absolutely at Kell's Irish Pub with the Seattle Faithful Chapter. And that's another thing, working with these local chapters, which is a lot of fun and a lot of great people. Then we're renting out a spot right across the street for the tailgate the day of. Um, so we'll be there with drinks, food, giveaways. We do a whole bunch of stuff. Sometimes we get players out, but they're pretty pricey. Uh, but we try to. Uh, but, yeah, so it keeps growing. And the people seem to like it. So I think we're going to keep doing it. At least that's the plan.
1: It's awesome, cool. man. I think it's so cool. So well, I want cool. to start the show, guys, with moving forward and moving forward with Brock Purdy, which is where we are. And one of the things I've kind of been thinking about, you know, Niner fans have been through it with this. This is three out of five years now with, with Jimmy where this has happened. And the other years haven't ended well. You had 2018. They were 4-12. and 12. 2020, they were six and 10. And a lot of that had to do with quarterback play there were other injuries as well, but I'll give an example in a, in a few about some things Nick Mullins did in 2020 that really cost him a playoff spot. I don't think that this is that I think now I, we'll find out, we'll find out in the next three weeks, but I don't think Brock Purdy is another Nick Mullins or CJ Bathard. I think he's going to be able to kind of keep the ship afloat while everything around him makes it go. I don't think he's going to make the big mistake. I don't think he's going to make the crippling mistake. Where are you guys on this, John? I would start
2: with you, I guess. What do do you think with Brock and and him moving forward? Well, it's so damn exciting, right? Like, it's just, this is just weird as as heck. How is it that Tom Brady is getting, like, his first game ever in Santa Clara where he's actually playing and not injured? Um, I think it's his second game. I apologize. But, like, there's a quarterback starting that was drafted even later than him. Right. And like the, it's it's the narrative is it's beautiful and we're very, very lucky to enjoy this. And I, you know, it's getting to the point now where I'm like, how in the hell is this kid going to live up to the hype that just continues to be built through five days? It's been five <laughs> days. I feel like I've talked about Brock Purdy for <laughs> a month. Um, And so I, I'm excited. I, I think that there are a lot of reasons why the excitement level is so high. His personality, his moxie, right? He was drafted late for a reason. He's small, uh, doesn't have a strong arm. You know, he's he's got a quick burst to his, you know, mobility, which is nice, but no top end speed whatsoever. He looks like a damn Lego character. Like, I mean, he's young, but there's something about this guy, and you can't really point at it or label it or quantify it, but man, he just shows up and with the team around him it's easy to like become a believer and I'm hoping he delivers this week for us.
0: Listen, I'm the captain of the Brock Purdy hype train. I don't know if you guys can see it very much like around the horn. I've got, I I created this yesterday. This is my Brock Purdy. If he beats Tom Brady on Sunday, I'm going to start selling these shirts. Look out. You gotta it. explain
1: now right. what you gotta explain. I don't understand John.
0: That's a that's a rooster. Oh right. Because because <laughs> what and and here's the thing I it's hard for me, it, it's hard to know where trends start, right? All I know is that at 318 on Sunday, in section one eleven row whatever. I was telling John about this before we came on. Uh, I sat in the best seats I've ever sat at in in Levi's. They were padded, folded chairs like you would see at like the front row at like wrestling events. um, Behind section one eleven, so it was like be- amazing view, right? So I'm sitting there in my seat. It's like three eighteen, and I'm like, look, Brock Purdy's playing well. We had Big Dick Nick. Now we got Big Cock Brock, and. <laughs> There we go. Right? And I, I there's a number 13 right here that will show up on the shirt again that I might uh sell if he, if he beats Tom Brady on Sunday. Here's the thing, I was there. I was at the game, John. I know you were at the game as well. Jimmy Garoppolo goes down in the first series, after the first series, and all of a sudden Brock Purdy comes on the field and I I mean, we're playing the Dolphins. They just scored a 75-yard touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. The 49ers' have a sustained drive that they end up kicking a field goal on, field goal on right? And then the next series, Brock Purdy comes out and you're like, well, oh, well okay, I mean, I'm going to stay for the whole game, but I might as well just leave, right? Because we're going against the best offense in the NFL. Our defense is lights out, but Brock Purdy, seventh round pick, Iowa State, 6-1, you know. But here's the thing, Brock Purdy, the, the moment wasn't too big for him and it was obvious that it wasn't too big for him. And I think ultimately you hit it, John, he's six, one, he's got a, an average arm at best. He's got decent uh, quickness, right? His, his uh, Brian Peacock of lockdown 49ers posted his, his spider graph from the uh, from the combine, the only elite physical attribute, that he had was that 10 yard split <laughs> on the 40 yard dash. Which it's, is hilarious. it's hilarious. It's hilarious you look yeah, at that and spider
2: the, graph and it's just like one little blip.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, as, as part of my curation of the Brock Purdy hype train, I also edited that spider graph to, to put that dog on there, which is at 110. <laughs> so that's, that's really where, where Brock Purdy is. But I think, this team doesn't need him to be a superstar. We're not looking for him to be the future of the franchise. All we need is for him to be steady. All we need is for him to take care of the ball, get the ball into the hands of his playmakers. And this defense is going to do the rest. And so while I am excited about Brock Purdy, I'm, I'm the captain of the Brock Purdy hype train. I'm not on that hype train saying he's going to light the world on fire. What I'm saying is he's going to step in and still be able to lead this team to the promised land, which is the postseason. And from there, from there, it's anybody's ball game. And because here's the thing, as 49er fans, we know this team can win in the playoffs quite literally without a quarterback because that's what they've done in 2019 that's what they did in 2021 so as again as long as he takes care of that ball i i I think i still i still have i still have high expectations for this team and big cock Rock's gonna lead him there if if they beat new england oh sorry if they
3: beat tampa bay sorry new england here am i here i felt that tampa bay tampa if they beat tampa bay I will buy one of those shirts. So you got you got me all yeah. frazzled now, talking about Brock Purdy. I don't even know who we're playing this week, right? <laughs> I will buy one of those shirts, Brian. You have my word. Yes. As the newest yes. member of the Brock Purdy Hype Train, member number 69. Ooh. I will buy one of those shirts from you. And Let's I'll go. tell you why this is not like Nick Mullins and CJ Bethard and what we've seen in the past. I will, I will buy that thought, Al, and I will run with it. And here's here's what I think. It's not like that because the defense is far more advanced than what it was in 2018 and far more healthy than what it was in 2020. So the defense can carry them. You're not going to rely as much on the quarterback position to make plays. And to your thought, Brian, they don't have to have him light the world on fire. All you got to do is not mess up. Just don't mess up. You're babysitting this thing. They're giving up. What was it like? 16 points a game right now. I believe 16 and a half points a game. I believe. I, I, I can't remember if that's correct or not, but, they are absolutely off the charts this is the best 49ers defense i have ever seen this is goes back to the 90s as well right and that that 95 defense was the other defense i was comparing them to that p Carroll defense this i feel like is better than that given the way the game has changed and the nature of the game and what they're doing to passing offenses so that being said you need two wins to get into the tournament i've been saying this all along you got to get to 10. they're at eight right now if you split the next two which is very possible that means that you have to win one out of your next four games, one out of your last four games to get in the tournament. And once you're there, they have a defense. They have a running game. Elijah Mitchell is going to get healthy. Eric Armstead came back this week. They're going to be getting guys back from IR. Who knows what happens at the quarterback position. We don't know if Jimmy's coming back or we don't know what's going on with that, depending on how far they go in the playoffs. But Brock Purdy is the new Tom Brady. Okay? It's the oh. new Brady versus Woo. the old
0: Brady That this clip that clip yeah. is gonna go viral
1: <laughs> after those four, four picks this weekend we'll, we'll we'll play that back oh no, yeah. hey, hey, <laughs> oh, no, hey, no. Hey,
0: hey you know only positivity I think,
1: here i think the biggest thing like you mentioned 2018 and 2020 they did not have the players around him like they do now you know in 2020 debo was hurt mm-hmm. um then it bosa and i think nick bosa look i think he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink, man. I think he's unbelievable. And I think he's the most valuable player on the team. I just, I I think he's that good. But I do want to say, because leading into the next thing I want to talk about, I want to go into the playoffs. But the point that I want to make is about him not screwing things up. I went back and looked, because in 2020, I really feel, despite not having Bosa, despite not having your starting quarterback, injuries everywhere, Debo and Kittle barely played, they still could have made the playoffs if Mullins just didn't blow the game up. And I went back and looked. So when they were playing against Philly early in the season, they're down eight to seven. They're on the Philadelphia 14-yard line. Mullins throws an interception. They're down. No, they're, they must have been up 14-11. They're on their own 45, a sack fumble. They're down 18-14 on their own 25, a pick six. That's the quarterback kind of blowing the game up for you. Against Washington, they were down 16-7, to and they were driving late in the third quarter on the Washington 24 Mullins throws a pick six. So all the momentum goes away. Against Dallas, it was 24 all going into the fourth quarter. Interception on their own 16. 27-24 Dallas. Interception at midfield. So if those games go go with a quarterback again that just isn't screwing it up for you, Niners made the playoffs with injuries everywhere. That's crazy. And that's, that's a great coaching job by Salon Shanahan too, but it didn't happen because Mullins was so bad. They need they need Purdy not to do that. And I want to talk about playoff scenarios as well. But before I do that, you mentioned the Jimmy thing, Zane. And it's really interesting, and I just want to get everybody's thoughts on it because it depends on what's going on, right? If they're winning and Purdy's like throwing 10 times a game because you're terrified of what he's going to do and Jimmy's able to come back, yeah, I get it. But if Purdy's playing really well and they're in the NFC Championship game, which I'll talk about why I think they can do that, I don't think you pull the plug whether it's Jimmy's ready or not. So I'm no. curious. I, I don't think there's no way if Purdy's gotten you that far that I think unless again, unless it has nothing to do with him whatsoever.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can do that. Where are you guys on it? I, I'm pretty big on losing your job because of an injury. Like I I'm, I don't know where that came from. And like, I get like, Oh, it doesn't make you feel warm and fuzzy inside, but you go, it's a meritocracy. If somebody comes in and balls out, we're playing against Tom Brady this week. He is the epitome of taking somebody's job because they got injured, right? So if, if Purdy goes out there and just plays what he did last week, I'm not even asking for improvement, right? If he just stays that level, then you roll with him. I'm the biggest Trey Lance guy in the world. Like I'm the biggest Trey Lance fan that's ever existed, probably besides his parents.
0: I, but but, John, I feel like you I say I feel like your claim to fame is that you you called that you called that pick in December of 2020 that was
2: sponsored by tequila yes, I was yes. wasted that night watching college <laughs> film and uh tweeted that out. I don't even remember tweeting that out somebody else had to tell me I tweeted it out yeah I also but, thought they were gonna pick him See, so, and so like but yeah. like even though I love Trey Lance when Jimmy started playing as well as he did this year then it like I had the same take like look I don't care if Trey comes back and he is healthy you stay with Jimmy like you stay yeah. with what is consistently working regardless of who that is draft status whatever else don't give a damn If Brock Purdy can get three out of two wins, you know, go three and two down this stretch. You know, Zane talked about two's the magic number, and I think it is as long as Seattle's one of those wins. Mm -hmm. But if you can get three wins out of that, then I think you keep rolling unless he gives you a reason not to. But, yeah, Jimmy, if he comes back, great. Trey, if he comes back, great. Probably less of a chance. But, like, you stay with the hot hand. You you just keep rolling with it. If it's hot. If it's not, uh, we'll see. But it's Brock, man. It's Brock.
3: So, John, let's let's say that, like, the the not unthinkable, but the we're we're in the I have a dream section of life right now. And they get all the way to the end and we're playing in February and he he seals the deal. OK, this is completely hypothetical, obviously. Right. What happens with trade next year? if Brock Purdy just took you on this run here.
2: Yeah, I I think you let him go out there and compete. I I really, really do. I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl and whatever else, like, I don't really care. And I know that, like, that's going to be a discussion. But the fact that you already have these two rookie contracts uh, at the quarterback position moving forward is a beautiful, wonderful problem to have. And even if Jimmy took us to the, you know, Graceland, that's awesome. It, trade, there's no reason to move from Trey. He's got a cheap contract. You can't move off a rookie deal very well anyway. Like the more the merrier. And if we have learned anything the past Shanahan experience, quarterbacks don't stay healthy. So I, I will take two to three and be a happy, happy man. We got four uh stud quarterbacks on this podcast right now. Al's probably gonna go down with a broken ankle at some point. So I'm
1: getting old. <laughs> he was Just playing saying, hurt last dude. week.
2: <laughs>